it's not built for everyone and mm. not everyone will get what they wanted. That's just, that's life. But um, I guess as long as you're enjoying the journey, then that's enough. And don't, don't feel like you're entitled to anything because mm. like, nobody's entitled to anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody owes you anything no. really. <laughs> so just wake up in the morning, show up, do your job and get ready to, to sacrifice a lot. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Morning. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our third interview with our third Witcher. And today we're here with Max Krauss, who played Tolbert on The Witcher, and also has a bunch of other cool experiences that he can talk about, and some maybe that can talk about yet. <laughs> so welcome, Max. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, Max um, and I just had a whole conversation in Hebrew, which was very cool, because Max, do you want to tell us where you're from and a little bit of your background? Sure. So yes, we were, um, we were speaking in Hebrew. I'm born and raised from Israel, Israel Elat. And yeah, I was born to a Native American mother and a German father. So it allowed me to also practice and speak a lot in English growing up. But I am fluent in Hebrew, which we had a fantastic and lovely time. Such a long time since I've spoken in Hebrew, like I mentioned earlier. But it was great. That was great. שלום לכל האנשים שכל הישראלים וכל הדוברי עברית, שלום לכולם. שלום לכולם. I just realized I didn't ask if you also speak German. I'm assuming you do. Nein. No. Your father was negligent. My father, I mean, he was on and off throughout my childhood, so he didn't really stick around enough time to speak the language, unfortunately. Sorry. I think I turned out all right. My mother's strong. Four boys by herself, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I guess tell me more about that. When, when you were a little kid growing up in Elat, and by the way, Elat is a beautiful city. It's like the yeah. vacation city in Israel. Um, what what did you think you were going to do growing up? What did you what did you want to do growing up? Wow. Um, so yeah, Elat is like you said, a beautiful country. It's it's the beach city of Israel to me. It's right on the border of Egypt and Jordan, Sinai. There, of course. And growing up, I did a lot of surfing, so I was uh, pretty much a beach beach bum, you know, from <laughs> school to the beach. Maybe sometimes I didn't even go home; I just stayed on the on the seaside. But uh, I loved, 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 loved action movies growing up, and I loved swordplay. So I used to. My mother hated it, but I used to take the broomsticks and unplug like the, the <laughs> brush part of it and just practice with the broomstick on the rooftops and on my hometown and my house. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to be, honestly. I think everybody was like that at the time, growing up, of course. But I knew that I wanted to get into like movies and the movie industry. Mm-hmm. Again, where or what? I had no idea. So, was that ever something that your family was it in your family? Did you know anybody who was in the movie industry? Nobody. No. Father, <laughs> <laughs> my father was a lot in uh, like a stockbroker, I guess, and accounting. And my mother was a teacher, a mm-hmm. kindergarten teacher. 
And so, yeah, I mean, I, I bounced around from a lot of things, obviously a very uh, fitness childhood. So basketball player, swimming um, with also like being in high school, I volunteered in the fire department. So I was very active. Oh, also, what, what can you do as a high schooler in the fire department? Help putting out fires. Yeah, it was like a three-year volunteer uh, program which uh, not a lot of people in my school and my class finished they started but <laughs> I, I I just loved it so I spent a lot of my times after high school if not at the beach then at the fire department huh. and um yeah not not that I thought that I would be a fire fighter at all but I just loved that uh that community you know was, mm-hmm. well, male structure which I think I was missing a lot mm-hmm. growing up obviously yes. I got my three older brothers they're all were all men but uh I didn't have like that father type, you could say. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. I was actually, I was obsessed like being there. And that also led me get to uh, a CrossFit team, which uh, I fell in love in the world of fitness, health and fitness, which led me into the military. <laughs> so. Well, I think everyone has to go there anyway. So you would have gone there whether or not you were into fitness. <laughs> that, is true. that is true. It is mandatory in Israel. But um, yeah, I think even if it wasn't military, I think I, I would still go for it, of course. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends uh, in the military at the time, so it was very important to me. Um, how all this um, connecting to the industry, I have no idea, but I think we'll see where it goes. So, <laughs> um, oh, I think, yes. I think, no, I think that's, that's the interesting part is not everybody grows up thinking, oh, I'm going to do this. And, you know, have a direct path and like go to acting school and get a job and acting right away. I think a lot of people have a very circuitous path into whatever they're doing, whether it's acting or anything else that they do. Yes, that is true. 100%. Yeah, absolutely correct. Um, but yeah, but still, but throughout this entire time, I was always like, I loved movies. Like I went to the movie theater, you know, I just remembered lines for no freaking reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, during the military time, I served over a little bit over three years in a special special unit and a counterterrorism unit. And um, uh, throughout that time, you know, again, movies, movies, movies was, was my thing. And uh, when I left my service, or when I finished my service back in 2017, I packed my backpack and flew to the states. <laughs> and my Have first. Have you been to the states before? Like. Never. Wow, it's your first time. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an American citizen, which helped me get into the country very easily. But I never was never in the states, so packed my backpack and flew to the states. Um, which, which actually no, before that, <laughs> I was uh, actually like uh, I finished my service and I was doing obviously security work. So I got into the world of security, and not a huge fan of math, but I studied uh, math for a little while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, can barely, I can barely count <laughs> <laughs> but um and then i um became a, a certified instructor for the ikmf which is a, the international krav maga federation mm. so it's a type of martial arts yes which is a self-defense we okay. do not consider it a martial art sorry you know? sorry it's <laughs> <laughs> all good it's all good but um yeah, so with that uh, experience and with that uh, certification, and um, I flew to the States. And the first state which I landed was Florida. Mm-hmm. And in Florida, I was actually, I wouldn't say in the pursuit, but I was kind of getting into the world of uh, the sheriff's department, mm-hmm. being a police officer in, in Florida, or sheriffs. And, um, but Hurricane Irma 
hit us oh. there. So it's 2018, I think. End 2017, 18. And I, I figured, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I guess that was the that was a sign that uh, sent me away from from Florida. So from Florida, I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And in New York, I um, I didn't really like it. I was there for literally like nine or ten days, and it was it was too crowded for me. And uh, coming from a country where I like my distance, right. like being safe. <laughs> So from New York, I'm, I, with that. I'm from New York City. And one of the things I realized is that I can't be in a place that's too quiet. Because <laughs> I, just, I'm, I'm, I live in the suburbs now, but like, I just have to be close to the city. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, so that was fantastic. I love that. And so, um, yes, yeah, so New York didn't really get along. So I flew to Los Angeles and in Los Angeles, yeah, I didn't know anybody. Um, what made you choose Los Angeles? Yeah, I, something was calling me towards like movies or movie making, but I never, I didn't, I didn't do anything about it. So I, and it was on my mind. Yes, while I was in Florida, yes, while I was in New York, but I was like, okay, where, where, where to next? So I was like either Atlanta or Los Angeles. And I love the beach. I love the sun. So I was like, let's go to the <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> so I flew to uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood. And I lived in WeHo for a little bit. And it, what helped me was the, the Jewish community, obviously, in Los Angeles and uh, around Beverly Hills. So I became a, uh, an instructor to a few clients in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. just bouncing from house to house. Fitness and instructor I, or Krav Maga instructor? Yes, yes. A self-defense Krav Maga instructor. Mm-hmm. And um, then I finally got into uh, an acting class, Stella Adler. Okay, yeah. That and, I've heard of, as much as I have heard of Stella Adler. <laughs> yes, was, which was great. It was a great, great opportunity and a great experience there. I met so many interesting people. <laughs> and um, how long and, is the class, and what is it? What does it teach you? Well, it, it, what it teaches is interesting, but what it allowed me to do was at the time open up, which was very, very difficult for me to do. Mm-hmm. Coming also with my, my the service experience and um, being an instructor, you kind of have this uh, like stigma, I guess, or this mm-hmm. characteristic where it's very strict, it's to the point, and like, don't ask me questions and get on with your life. Yeah. Um, but w- what that allowed me that classes at least those few classes I wasn't there for a semester or a, a course or a seminar or anything like that or a year what a lot of people did at the time mm-hmm. a three-year course um, it allowed me to open up and to kind of I wouldn't say feel ashamed but to feel secure and mm-hmm. just talking even if mm-hmm. I'm, it's just like right now I'm, I'm mumbling and I'm sorry but I'm just like you know talking which has uh, helped me a lot to do. Yeah, that's and, interesting. I never thought of, of that because I kind of always assume that people who are into acting are already comfortable showing emotions, but that's interesting that you couldn't and that you had to open up. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. That, yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that got me into my first play, which was uh, Shakespeare, Henry Henry V. And... <laughs> that uh you auditioned or somebody you knew from class knew like was part of production just from people from class uh mm-hmm. knew about this play that was happening down in san pedro not even in los angeles and it took me to san pedro i would say twice three times a week and i was performing there uh on on stage so what was your which uh character did you play 
Oh my god. Warwick? Is that a character? I forgot. <laughs> I should I should like know this because I'm an English major and I'm ostensibly a literature snob, but I, I do haven't read Shakespeare since high school. I really shouldn't admit this, but yes. Yeah, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Warwick. I'm not I'm not I don't remember. But um, what I do remember was there was uh, there was a drive-by a- at the theater, and um, I was the first one to to, to engage. So I got out of the theater department, I like, opened the doors, secured the area, I shut the doors, locked the windows, kept everybody inside. <laughs> the, the, oh, a drive-by yeah. shooting! Oh, okay. I I didn't I didn't yeah. Oh oh okay. Well, yes, that makes a lot of sense given your background. <laughs> yeah. So that that part triggered in me, which. Again, I was very secure in that guy. I wouldn't say I was too secure and open just yet, yeah. you know, even with my few still at tech classes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so um, that uh, play led me to uh, meet one of the guys who was uh, renting out a place in, uh, in WeHo, in Hollywood, uh, by the name of William. William. Mm-hmm. And I went to William's place to see his apartment. But again, it was too small for me and I wanted a place for, for myself. So like, I thanked him for his time, but uh, it wasn't going to work out. And he was working as a, an assistant for Millennium Films, which mm-hmm. is a film production company who produced uh, Rambo, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. At the time, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the first one, the second one hasn't been out yet. And um, Angel Has Fallen, all the Fallen franchise, London Has Fallen, Olympic Has Fallen, Angel Has Fallen. So I met him and he was going to leave that position to work for Netflix because it was a full-time job for Netflix and Millennium could only offer him like a part-time job. And I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> and so he was like, I'm going to, and he, he only knew me for like a day or a oh, couple wow. of hours. Even. And he knew that I'm Israeli and because the, the owner of the Millennium, Avi Lerner is an Israeli mm-hmm. and a former paratrooper. And and um, he dropped my name in, knowing that I'm Israeli, I'm, I'm young, and I'm willing to work. <laughs> so he dropped my name in, and then he quit and left to Netflix. And then literally the following day, I'm down in San Pedro doing the play, and I get a phone call coming for an interview to work for Millennium as an assistant. And I'm like, wow, that was quick. <laughs> that was... <laughs> So the following day, I go on a, an interview and I meet uh, Lati Goldman, who's a very, very dear friend to me, and uh, Avi Lerner, who's fantastic, like my father figure. Mm-hmm. And I was his assistant and driver, and I was with him every day for about, I'd say, close to a year, I want to say a year and a half, maybe. And mm-hmm. after that time... What did you do as his assistant? And like, what did you learn while you were doing that? Oh my, so many things behind the scenes, which is so useful, I think, to know who's ever watching this and is also interested in the industry. It's, it's, it's good to know many areas in the industry and not like focusing mainly on one thing. But um, it, also, it hurts less, I think, also. If you focus on one thing, you don't get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, good. it's good to know a little bit about the, the, the big tree of this gigantic industry that we are that we're working in but um yeah I was I was I was driving him to meetings I was uh, meeting a lot of interesting people uh learning a lot about the the how 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 the very beginning parts of even thinking about making a movie Mm -hmm. which is it goes so far back like I know there were movies that were they were talking years about before they even started you know 
seeing money put into the to the movie which is fantastic you know it just shows the commitment of these people that are really willing to do this work um and yeah besides that obviously like getting more involved with him and uh, with with the lifestyle in los angeles and everything so what's the lifestyle in los angeles because i'm curious i mean it has a reputation so i'm curious what you thought of it coming from a different place um it's great <laughs> los angeles is a very interesting for, uh, place um love the sun love the sunny side of it. that's that that was where it got me but um yeah it's just i, mean, I don't know <laughs> if it's if it's a type of place where you want to check out first you know i can't i can't say anything about it here's a funny story first time i ever landed in hollywood um i had my suitcase and i i landed in lax and i took a bus from lax to weho and as soon as i got off the bus i have my luggage i have my my suitcase and my carry-on and i look around and i see so many people with suitcases and luggage mm-hmm. and i'm like wow everybody decided to move to hollywood today <laughs> <laughs> but no there were so so many people living on the streets unfortunately oh. and they're just moving from one corner to the next and that mm. took me so much like by surprise you know you think hollywood and like the walk of fame and it's mm. all sunshine and rainbows but i'm not a negative person but yeah you have to check it out you have to check it out for yourself mm. um yeah <laughs> so uh coming back to millennium films um after working in the office for for a while he sent me to my first movie which was a movie called The Outpost with Orlando uh, Bloom and Scott Eastwood and this was shooting in Bulgaria where I discovered that um uh, Millennium owns a studio out in Bulgaria where they shoot the major most every all of their action movies yeah i saw you were in bulgaria recently on your instagram <laughs> yes yes i was so bulgaria is like my my second home honestly Aww. I love it there and uh, the people there who I got to meet through Millennium that work at Nubuyana fantastic and they're the such they hold such a dear place in my heart and um yeah so my first movie out there was uh, The Outpost where I was mainly like behind the scenes like in production so I wasn't being sent there to do anything at all cuz I didn't know yet also what I could offer mm-hmm. so I get to set and I see uh people in in marine uniform costumes of course mm-hmm. and they're running around you know doing something that i know what to do yeah. and i i came from this literally like with experience from the field so i'm like wow and uh, what what the, like what department is this what area is this cuz they weren't all actors but um, the majority of them were stunt performers mm-hmm. so i was like okay this here i could help out here So I asked um one of the executive producers uh, Yoni who was there on 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 the field like on set that I knew very well from Los Angeles could I come in like as a, a stunt performer and he was like yeah be careful what you wish for let's do <laughs> in uh, hair and makeup <laughs> so he put me in a a Taliban uh, outfit <laughs> very interesting is very I, dark skin so like there you go Taliban there you go <laughs> And also I had I had pretty long hair at the time on the witcher I had very long hair but yeah. um also I didn't want to cut it for one day as a marine soldier so he okay, me right, yeah. like, <laughs> and uh yeah we got the shot at and blown up and had to 
play the parts as a, as a Taliban. <laughs> um, so that opportunity allowed me to meet a very good dear friend, Greg Powell, who's a stunt coordinator. And he brought me to the following movie, which was also produced by Millennium called Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which okay. was shot in Bulgaria and in Croatia and in London. And that just led me on a snowball to get more involved into like the stunt world. But also I found opportunities where it was a stunt character, which allowed me to act as well. So uh, Talbert, of course, was a, it was a stunt performer. It was a stunt uh, character. I didn't speak at all. I ate a lot on set. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully in the following uh, series, then you will see Talbert speaking and kicking ass, which would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> But you'll see in in a few movies coming out, hopefully this year or next year, then the reason I was back in Bulgaria was because I was on a Disney movie called The Princess with uh, Joey King. And um, yeah, so I I got there a role where I'm speaking, of course, but it also involved a lot of action, which is fantastic. So I'm trying to find... Princess, is it... (laughs) I have very limited taste in movies. Like I looked up your your filmography and it's probably all action and I don't watch action at all. So the title Princess (laughs) sounds like it might be something I watch. (laughs) What is it about? Um... So, so Joey King, who's a fantastic uh, actress and um, who I met uh, on set, is, it's about uh, a princess. She's, she's playing the princess of the movie. Um, I can't say much because it's not out yet. The trailer's not even out yet, but it's, uh, it's on my like, IMDb and uh, Wikipedia. So it's, the movie is out in a way like that we should know that it's coming, but I can't, uh, I can't share much. Okay. But, uh, I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> And um, yeah, so, so uh, with that, um, so before The Princess, even, there was a movie in Bulgaria called uh, Kong Fury, yeah. uh, starring Daniel Sandberg. So it was, a, I think it was a short film back in 2006, I want to say, that, was, that he shot, created, edited, starred, and produced all in his <laughs> backyard, in his garage yeah. with a green screen. And uh, it's a short film on YouTube, about 30, 30 something minutes. And he made it into a feature film, which is amazing. Uh, it's starring him, of course, Michael Fassbender, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, it's, it'll be a, it'll be a great movie. Because, and the reason that's such an important movie in my in my upcoming or in my um, career is because the the people who made that movie are the people who are back with me on the show that I'm on right now. So that's how kind of that works, you know. Mm-hmm. They. They, they see you, you know, and, and, and they want you like as part of the team. And obviously, if you're more of a, a team player and you're a collaborator, which the military helps me loads, obviously, can't, you're not a one man army. This is not Rambo. Um, then, then you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll continue to work, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm very blessed, very lucky. I'm, and I'm sure, like you were saying before, I'm sure attitude has a lot to do with it. Like, you're, if you're a pleasant yeah. person to work with, they want to work with you again. <laughs> That is also true. That is also very true. Which is something I learned from, uh, yeah, the, the, the teacher in the Stella Adler. You know, like, um, and it's also something that's very important. From uh, there was a an interview, I believe, for like the Navy SEALs. I forgot the name of this gentleman, but um, he was um, measuring like the the value of the people or the types of people that were selected into like the, the elites, like the Navy SEALs and the Marines, and he preferred a person who had uh, less. Um, like physicality but more trust 
mm. worth it than the person who has more physicality but less trust yeah so like you could always build your physicality as, as a team player and like help each other out but that trust thing is so much more important to have when somebody's right behind you or somebody's right in front of you like having your back so mm -hmm. so that's a big thing also and same in the industry because you're, you're a part of a team you're part of a, a family that's trying to create something beautiful hopefully <laughs> and uh yeah you have to be part of a part of the team player because otherwise you're just you're uh Nudnik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what kind of stunts were you doing on in all the previous films that you've done? Not nothing too extreme. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um on Hitman, Hitman was such a fun time because I, we didn't even like I don't even consider this work, you know. I'm <laughs> literally like going and having a blast, having a great time. And um so on Hitman we were I think four four days in Croatia, summertime, riding on jet skis, getting <laughs> flown off <laughs> into the water. You usually yeah. pay to do that as opposed to getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were chasing in the scene. Obviously, we were, they were chasing the the stunt uh, performers, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Samuel Jackson. So they're on a boat and they're being chased by us on uh, uh, jet skis, mm -hmm. and they're firing back at us while they're having their small talk in the movie. And we're just getting headshots, getting flown in the water, <laughs> just having fun under masks. So we're smiling, but they can't see it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was, I guess, the most fun. Um, challenging? Uh, I'd say the princess. And not because it was a challenging stunt, but because I was performing with mm -hmm. a broken foot. What? Yeah. I do so, like it, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised since you're do stunts, but <laughs> it wasn't even on a stunt gig. It was just an accident. Don't tell me you were like falling, just walking in your house. <laughs> really? Oh, <that's... laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't in my house, but I was uh, walking outside. It was on set, so I was just walking outside, just getting some air, and um, I was just looking outside just for a split second. But there was a little bit of a curve in the ground. And my foot just fell right in there oh, and just <laughs> and it just tore out the, 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 the top of my foot, like the bones on the top of my foot. Ow. And uh, yeah, instantly it started swelling up and uh, they rushed me to the hospital and I'm in costume. <laughs> what were you wearing? So, uh, no, it was, I made the, made the day of the people at the hospital there. But, uh, <laughs> so I found it very interesting. But um, yeah, the, the, their entertainment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this was this was five days before I had my scene to do with Joey King, like my my acting scene, which I was so ready for, so prepared, and I put so many months already into this movie because uh, I was also part of the stunt team mm -hmm. to uh, get this part. You know, so I was like offering my services as a uh, stunt performer because. I love swords, like I mentioned earlier with the broomstick on the rooftops yeah. of, of my own. So I became, I wouldn't say expert, but I was better with sword work. So I offered those uh, abilities in order to get this role to, to act with Joey. So this was five days before my, my scene, and I wasn't going to just give it up. Oh, so the doctor recommended me like three to four weeks doing nothing. I said, thank you for your time and goodbye <laughs> so i put on three socks on my right foot strapped it up with 
tape, 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 creams, numbing cream, just performed and, and limped two sets. As soon as I heard action, that's it. We go. We're, we're all in, no matter what. Which, again, obviously, military helped me out extremely. Oh. But did but, you have uh, to do any stunts on the broken leg, or it was just normal walking? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting. Fighting, jumping up and down, falling. Wow. Yeah. How's, so it, I, how's your foot now? Much better. Thank God. Much better. Because the, the project after that one, the movie after that, was uh, Luther with uh, Idris Elba, which was shot here in uh, London. Hopefully coming out either this year or no, I'd say next year. Next year it'll be coming out. And um, yeah, so that 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 position, that job wasn't too extreme to me. So it kind of allowed me to heal, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. It was my uh, rehab, you can say. So I'm very grateful for Idris <laughs> for allowing me to to heal during that job and also still work. So, but uh, yeah, I was a stunt performer on, on that movie as well, which uh, not not too many action. It's for, for myself so mm-hmm. yes so i'd say uh not not an extreme stunt but that was the, definitely the most challenging one just jumping around and fighting uh, joey and veronica on the on, with a sword and a broken foot <laughs> that's crazy i mean when it comes out i will look for it and i'll see if i can detect anything <laughs> yeah of course she told me she sent me limping uh, I, I mean i was yeah playing a character who was getting his ass kicked so it kind of worked <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I guess at some point it would be appropriate for you to live after you got your ass kicked <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so I think you mentioned before um how you got into the witcher I think you said you worked with some people who worked in the witcher or something how did yeah. that happen <laughs> so the witcher was also a fantastic opportunity for me um play the Tolbert in season two um how did I get on that so I, I knew the stunt coordinator for the show and uh, one of the producers for the show mm-hmm. who worked with me uh, on another movie in the past. Which ones? Because I follow a lot of these people on Instagram, so I'm curious if they're one of the people that I follow. Uh, Adam Horton was a, yeah. a stunt okay. coordinator. Yep, I yep. see him. Um, and of course, my, my dear friend, Matt O'Toole. I'm not sure if you're going to watch this. But... <laughs> Matt, sorry, so, Matt, what? O'Toole. He's a, okay. one of the producers. And um, they, uh, so, so, so they reached out to me for uh, season two to come in and help with stunts, uh, with mm-hmm. the stunt team. And also get to know, it was my first time working in London. So also to, to get to know the grounds, I guess. Also, also a very good opportunity for me. And uh, get to know the, the countryside area, Reading and, uh, uh, yes, that's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, Adam brought me to the team and I didn't even know what exactly he wanted me to do or wanted of my, my services. Like I didn't know what I could offer him, but I knew that it was like involved a lot of action and sword work and spear work and axe work. So, so I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I could help out with that. Did you know and, what the show was or you didn't even get a name yet? I uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> so when I got to, to the studio, and uh, Arbofield, that's the name, Arbofield Studios. And uh, they were looking for faces to mm-hmm. play uh, witchers because there was this big um, scene where Henry comes back, Geralt comes back yeah. home and he sees, he meets his father, Kim, Kim there, who was yeah. a very, very, very nice guy. Love and um, who, who played our father and all of the, the witcher brothers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. 
<laughs> so I sent in my my headshot, my face to the to the casting and to the to the producers of the show, and I get approved to to play one of the witchers. Wow. Again, I had no idea. I had no idea like what who am I or what's background or anything because I just thought, okay, oh, it's I'm playing a witcher that fights because he wants it's a stunt role. That's what they were searching for. They wanted actors that could perform mm-hmm. stunts. Did you know uh, the Witcher franchise before? Like, had you played the game or read the books or anything? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all the Witcher fans out there. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't. I knew Henry and I love Superman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that that led into, I'd say about a year where I was very blessed also to work with the, the other stunt actors like Joel and... Um, uh, yes, uh, Joel and Nick, who's mm. uh, great friends now after that show, and they they brought me in for 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 several weeks, I'd say, to months, um, and we didn't even get a chance to shoot yet because it was a time where Corona was really mm. serious, and every almost every day, like there were there were positives on set, and we had, they had to shut everything down. Oh wow! If there was one positive, like they didn't shoot at all. It was very strict. Not not like how it is right at today's, which I'm so lucky about. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that time where I'd say out of that year, most of the time I just spent waiting. Oh wow, waiting to get called. What did, um, what did you keep yourself busy with? Baking. Uh, short. That's right. Baking. Yeah. Like baking. Just making fun. <laughs> Everyone was baking. <laughs> yes. Yes. But um, I'd say I, I kept myself busy with uh, short films. I got the. Uh, I got more. Uh, because again, like I wanted to act, and I still wanted to act, of course, and it, it helps me a lot also with the stunt work because they pick actors or stunt performers that could also portray characters um, in the movies or in the TV series. So I did a short films here in London, and um, I got to, to to know also a little bit the neighborhood and to see parks and I just training, body weight training. So I spent my time doing uh, doing that and just getting getting to know the ground a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That a feeling that like this is gonna it's gonna take a while, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully if uh, this leads to anything else, then I'll find myself in London more often. Mm-hmm. Which thankfully, thank God, it's happening. So it's mm-hmm. it's great. Um, but yeah, so that then uh, we got approved to to play the role and uh, get uh, the character name Tolbert, and I immediately start my investigation to try to find anything about mm-hmm. this character. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So and then I started. Uh, uh, I watched season one, of course, and I started reading a little bit more and try to get more involved and try to see what is also being a witcher and what's his like abilities and powers and opportunities that he has in this in this universe in this world. So did you, after you got the part, did you do any reading or, or playing the video game or anything else? I'm not a huge fan of video games, so I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play the games, but I love watching the. trailers okay (laughs) um so the last one that i watched now for the witcher i think it's called the the hunt yeah they shot this scene in it wow i watched it 40 some 50 times a day and i love it i love the cinematography and the witcher like game uh, especially with like the fight they have these one takers one takers is like when you shoot a scene in, in one take without a cut and it's shot so cool 
Like I can't explain it. You should just go and check it out. <laughs> but, this is the um, trailer. Okay, I don't play video games either, but I'll definitely check out the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the trailer is short. It's, it's beautiful to watch. And uh, yeah, it gets you thinking as well. You know, like ideas and stuff like that, especially if you're into like, action scenes and fights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so it, of course, immediately as soon as I saw the, that I got the role, of course, then I started to investigate and to see um, what it is, what's, what's it all about. And um, yeah, and this, it's, it was a great, it was a great opportunity, great, great experience. And, and hopefully you'll get a chance to see more of uh, my character in the, in the years to come. Yeah, you have, um, you have also, you selected like on your, I guess it's an IMDb, you took all your parts in The Witcher and put them in one clip so you can yeah. see it all in one place. <laughs> but the reason I did that was because uh, my, my family who have zero time, like my brothers and my mother, my mother maybe has more time. But my brothers were like, just send me the parts that you're in. So I was like, oh man, you should watch the whole thing. I was like, I don't have any time. So I I asked uh, one of the editors who's a good friend, Nathaniel. Yes. I'm so cool already. And I, yeah, I learned that. I, you know what? When I was watching it today, I was like, I bet you Nathaniel sent that to him because it's like you got the high res, you know, close. So I was right. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so, so he was very, very nice. Uh, to send that to me thank you Nathaniel <laughs> I'm allowed to say that um, so so yeah so I cropped it all in all in one and so I sent it to my family members and they're like okay cool now I saw you fantastic send me the next one when you get the, the next movie out or the next series out. so yeah then I thought might as well have it on Instagram IMDB and have it up there on on, on my on my role because um a lot, so far with all of my experience and all of my like working excuse, with uh, working in the industry i i don't have a uh, an agent mm-hmm. and i figured also it's time to to reach out to agencies and mm-hmm. to see and to show them also like the, the work that i've done and the work that i'm doing so let's see where that leads to good luck <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so what was it like um on a daily basis on set I mean, I know like you might be, be used to it, but like describe it to someone who let's say doesn't know anything about what life on set is like. What are the hours? How long do you work there? How, how much of it is waiting around? <laughs> what does the set look like? <laughs> what is, you know, stage? I know the basilisk scene, like I've seen the behind the scenes where it's like just people in green and everything else is CGI. <laughs> yes, stuntmen, stuntmen in green suits. Mm-hmm. Those, those, uh, those are the basilisks that I was fighting. And trying not to laugh at the same time, right? <laughs> but um, now, so I'd say uh, tips or advice: bring a book, mm. bring something to pass the time, because there will be so much time that you'll uh, need to kill, basically. And uh, yeah, and that happened. That happened a lot, a lot. Of, like I said earlier, because of Corona, uh, there were times where I got to set. And they were so worried about positive uh, people from, from the cast that they just kept us all in the trailers and just wait. Mm. Um, testing also there was was more intense. We had to get tested in the morning and then wait for like three hours until it was uh, good, good awesome. to go. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then on, only then we could get into costumes and makeup. Makeup for me wasn't too long because i already had like the long hair so they just pinned it back and they put the white 
white uh, white skin on me with the, with the lines and the contact lens. Contact lens, Victoria, who was, became a very good friend of mine from that show, and we keep in touch still today. Um, it's it's much better to to have those experiences and to have those times on on sets uh, with good people. Mm. So if if you have a book, fantastic. But if you have a, a better cast member, then just hang out with them. Uh, which I did also with uh, Joel, who you know also played one of the, one of the roles, and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's also I'm also very good friends with till today from from this show. Um, but yeah, it, it it was it was it was great. Obviously, the 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 day to day, as as I said, it's a lot of time waiting. Uh, but when you're on it and you're finally like you're in costume, you're in character, you have your weapons and your double axes, and you're ready to go. Uh, even then, when you're on set and you're preparing and you're ready, it's it's long, long, long hours. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's I'd say somewhat difficult for people who have families or even partners or relationships, kids, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a sacrifice, I'd say. If you really love it, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And if you find somebody who's uh, willing to, I would say, allow you to do it, but who has your back doing like a partner who is cool with it then you you won keep 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 a hold of that one (laughs) because not a lot of people will be supportive Mm -hmm. and that's something that you have to to deal with because um it's Mm -hmm. it's like i said it's a sacrifice but it's worth it if you love it and you are you find the balance between life and, and and work was that hard for you to do like would you did you feel like you didn't have a life when you were shooting work is my life (laughs) so I I don't have a problem I don't luckily I don't have a problem with that right it's that like that phrase find a job that you love and then you'll never work a day in your life (laughs) yeah yeah you can say that bingo yes (laughs) that's amazing that's I mean you're very lucky to have that that's not a lot of people do (laughs) that's true that's true and hopefully we all we all find that eventually so I am very lucky (laughs) yeah that's great so like how many times would you do a scene for example when you were shooting something would you how many takes would you do um before like the director was satisfied (laughs) would you have to like do it again and again (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. there were a few times where we had to do it again (laughs) there was one uh blooper actually with me oh yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) um it was me and uh Jennifer uh and there was a scene in season two where it's after the after the fight, yeah. uh, the basketballs are, are dead and we, we kick their asses. And um, I get cut on my stomach and Jennifer comes and heals me and then is meant to like pick me up. And so here was the blooper because right before we shot that scene, the director asked me to get healed by Jennifer. She, she puts her hand on my stomach and then she heals me. And then she's meant to turn around and walk away and go heal the, west, the rest of the, of the witchers. And I'm meant to stay put where I am. Very simple task. Yeah. <laughs> and while this is happening, this is also in the background because Henry and uh, our father was, were Geralt. And um, what's your name, mate? What was our father's name? Vesemir. Vesemir, thank you. Because Geralt and Vesemir, Kim, yeah, we're having a scene. And so, and so the director asked me to stay put. Anyways, she, Jennifer uh, comes over to me and right before the director yells action, she's going to say, I'm going to heal you and then mm-hmm. I'm going to take your arm and then I'm going to take you away. 
And I'm like, it sounds sounds great, but the director asked me to like, okay, hey guys, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> so she heals me. And uh, Vesemir and girls have their scene and they start talking. And then she's, you see in the background, she's like trying to pull me away, but now I'm staying put. And she was like, like, what are you doing? Like, come, come, come. And I'm like, the director asked me to stay here. So she, she pulled me halfway and then she was like, oh, okay, okay. And then she walked away and abandoned me in the middle of the set where I'm nothing. standing literally just looking, looking around. And then the director was like, yells, cut, cut. And I was like, Max, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and so but that then, did not make it into the final movie. No, 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 of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, then Yennefer just started laughing her ass off and uh, explained the whole situation, really saving me because the director <laughs> had no idea what, what I was saying. Like, he told me to do one thing and I did the opposite, which uh, he understood after that miscommunication. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was funny. That was a fun time. That's funny. Um, yeah, so I'd say another tip is listen, listen to the director. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you were able to laugh about it. I mean, I would hope that you know something that should be fun, like making a movie. Like it's not like high stakes. I'm gonna say it's not like you're working with I don't know saving children's lives or something. So I yeah, I should think it should be fun even when you make mistakes. <laughs> yes, this is yes, that's true, that's true, and that that is a that was that's a saying that I heard a lot. You know, it's not that we're not. Um, like we're not doctors so it's not right. rocket science we're not trying to <laughs> save lives and uh, yeah, no absolutely correct you're not uh, having fun doing it then it's not worth it <laughs> yeah so have fun enjoy it of course enjoy the journey enjoy the ride as you hear everybody saying which is uh, <laughs> just what yeah it's I guess what were other ways that you had fun on set with with the fellow actors or crew members um, fighting uh, an invisible a monster which is <laughs> sometimes could be very interesting um so i had double axes actually which i have which is very cool they allowed me to oh, keep back <laughs> next <laughs> yes they allowed me to keep tolbert's weapons and what are, they, uh, what are they made out of because I'm, I'm curious like if it's you have to adjust the for the weight because i'm assuming they're not actually that heavy as as they would be if they were really wooden axe like what, what are the materials made out of it's plastic <laughs> but uh i'd say you had you're meant to have two uh types for every like action role out there so which i had so you had <clears throat> one one weapon which is for the action for the fight which is super super light and very very protective so it's even more soft than the than it should be mm -hmm. just in case accidentally either mm -hmm. hit yourself or you hit somebody else so it's <laughs> not the meant to do any damage <laughs> i can very um, much imagine like a rebound where you you definitely but then you have like i'd say like the real one which is slightly more heavier and uh shiny you know if the light flares on it or something so it looks realistic um yeah so a lot of the the swords and the axes you have like I'd say like the real one, which is again, but it's super safe. It's not, it's not really going to cut or uh, slice through anything, but it could hurt. It could. Mm -hmm. hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we had a lot of the scenes where me and Joel were fighting like invisible monsters, and uh, we just had to come up with a choreography on the spot. Really? Oh yeah, you're you're given that latitude to just do whatever you wanted. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just start swinging. <laughs> 
um, because because it wasn't there weren't there weren't a lot of scenes. Uh, none of none of us, but uh, Nick, I think uh, Nick was the the guy yeah, that his head samurai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, yes, exactly. Yeah, his, his head ripped off. Um, none of us, but him, really had like a one shot directed mm. on us to actually right. perform a stunt or perform a fight. Uh, which hats off to him. He did a fantastic job. It was great. Um, so it allowed me and Joel and, and the rest to really kind of like just play around in the background and come up with things, even though you hardly see anything. But <laughs> you so see actually, I was wondering when I watched it today, I was trying to figure out there was one Witcher. So Nick got his head like eaten by Vasilis. Then there was another one who his. So yeah. Was, I think it was. Okay, so there was someone, I think his arm got cut off and then his head got smashed. Was that that's not Joel, right? That was someone else. Joel was a uh, face, his face off. Okay, so it was him. Okay, that was like where did it happen? Then after Vesemir saw him, he was like, a, then he stabbed Siri. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yay, Joel! <laughs> <laughs> Claim to fame. My head got ripped off. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy about that, but <laughs> but he's a very very talented stunt performer and fighter. <laughs> he comes from a wushu background, which you kind of I, I could see. But you but can't wushu, really what is that? Wushu. Wushu, um, wushu is a martial art. Uh, I want to say Chinese. Mm-hmm. I want to say Chinese. Not 100% sure. Um, he speaks fluent uh, Mandarin. Okay. Wow. That's lived, awesome. Yeah. He lived We're in fun because I like languages and I, I, <laughs> I have Duolingo and like all the Germanic and Latin languages are pretty easy because yeah. of English and like Yiddish. But I tried Mandarin and I was like, I suck. It was horrible. I was like, ah, I'm leaving it for later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, good on you for trying. It's a difficult language. Definitely. And he, 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 I think he speaks it fluently. Like he had, him and Nick were actually having conversations. I want to say in Mandarin or in Chinese. Sorry. I don't know. Um, well, you'll, you'll meet him, I'm sure, and have this uh, interview with him, hopefully. Yeah, I think uh, Mandarin is just the main dialect. I think there's a lot of dialects, and Mandarin is the main one. Okay. But, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, my my sister in law is Chinese, and she was telling me about. I asked her about like how you how you learn it, and it sounded very 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 complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. So that was a uh, that was that was a uh, on set um, experience on set time. So yeah, any any more questions? What yeah, I guess I what do you guys talk about when you were when you were chilling in between scenes? Like, what did you guys like to converse about? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just as any other like regular uh, <laughs> chat we have with, with your mates, with your friends. Uh, I think at the time, obviously, like Corona was a big topic, and uh, if 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 they like conspiracies, I guess that was a, that was a big thing. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> but uh, I was I was very much you know it's like vaccines. I'm I'm triple vaccinated, so I think uh, it. Yes, it's it's um it's a disease which we should take very seriously. Um, because I I have it right now, which I'm isolating, <laughs> and it's allowing me to uh do things like this, which is fantastic. Thank you again for having me. Uh, <laughs> Being your awesome. entertainment while you're stuck in this room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so so I think that was that was a big topic at the time, and um, yeah, just uh, just life in general, just things 
uh, obviously like it's first time meeting Joel and Nick and everybody. So getting to know a little bit about their background, pretty much what we're doing right now. We had our yeah. interview and uh, our friendship built from that. Yeah. Since I know um, for the second season, they were, I, I noticed there were a lot more like British actors, but even so, like, I know Jota's from Portugal, right? And like Nick is probably from China and Joel's from Sweden. So that you did have like an international mix, which I think is interesting. So you, I, I know I love to ask people questions about like where they're from and the culture and all that. Yes. I don't yes. know if that's your interest, but I know like whenever I meet people from different places, I'm like, tell me all about your culture. <laughs> <laughs> that was very true. Actually, it was very cool that we had such a diverse, you know, and ethnic ethnicity and, and the Witcher gang was so different. Um, mm-hmm. so you're right. Sweden, Chinese, American, British, Israeli. Um, so we kind of, we kind of joked, I think, um, Chewy had, uh, this idea to, to run by and, and have each Witcher character kind of like build or design his own background. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So we were kind of thinking of, uh, doing something like that, like obviously like on our, on our free time and just start thinking of, of ideas, you know, where, where each character is really from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I'd say that's also in the making, which I think this week I'm going to take advantage of and finally get to work. <laughs> are you going to share it with the producers for, you know, whatever, whoever, whichever characters are still alive to, to be around? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Uh, Tolbert is a cool character and he's got <laughs> double axes and I think uh, the Witcher franchise would uh, love to meet him a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll see what this week of rumination, what background it gives him what you think of backstory you think about for him <laughs> bingo exactly yeah so now i have a couple of questions i asked um people on reddit like what they were if they were you know about the interview and i said you know what questions would you ask so they asked some some questions some questions i came up with um so would you be friends with the character that you play if i would be friends with tolbert uh-huh you asked to be friends with tolbert <laughs> <laughs> Your personality is meshed. <laughs> yeah, I think our personality is meshed. Because <laughs> then again, like, um, like, uh, uh, Amen Kahir, who's uh, uh, an amazing actor and a fantastic person, who I got to meet, of course, and Henry, obviously, Henry Cavill, he's a great guy and, and uh, really charming and very, like, a gentleman character, where Geralt is pretty much rude. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> grouch. Yeah, grouchy with his. <laughs> that's, that's actually the biggest thing that surprised me when i read the book i read the first book the last wish and i was like gerald does not shut up he just talks and talks and talks and he gives like he waxes you know about his philosophical opinions about morality and he just like really talks all the time and it's very different than the, than the tv gerald <laughs> wow look at that that kind of reminds me of young vesemir have you have you seen the, the night of the wolf yeah 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 he was chatty 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 pretty much uh much much like probably the who Geralt is in, in the books as you said mm-hmm. as you just mentioned yeah but, he definitely uh, uh he matured a lot in the tv series he was, <laughs> he was a very or not a very likable character when he as a young person until the end wow. until he oh. finally has some tragedy in his life to make him grow up <laughs> My opinion. i see oh okay oh there you go i learned something <laughs> um so so coming back to your question um so I, I don't have such a, uh, like an established uh, character in the show. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see me, you'll see me there. Yes. And you'll see me like, uh, like f- 
physically character is present, but you can't really tell his, his personality. personality or anything. So, yeah. so um, uh, yeah, I, I'd hang out with Talbert. He doesn't talk much. So <laughs> we would get along. <laughs> you could just you could talk and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, speaking, I guess um, besides for your character, which other characters, not the actors, which character in the Witcher universe would you be friends with? I'm assuming you've seen the whole show by now. Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. So, which out of all the characters, who do you think you would like to be friends with? Yennefer. Yennefer. Okay. Because. Um. Well, I was extremely beautiful. <laughs> um. But uh, she 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 came from a very tough. Uh, I wouldn't say upbringing. Obviously, yes, upbringing. She was she was deformed in a way, mm-hmm. and she was. She 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 had such a in all in all the characters almost she was like the number one character who really had like such an extreme transition who changed her whole history because she was so determined for like a better future for herself mm-hmm. um, and and I find that very uh, like motivating and very respect respect mm-hmm. because she she was a woman who who knew what was who was good for her and she she knew that she deserved and she was uh, destined and yeah deserving much more than what the universe gave her mm-hmm. and she was like fuck it I'm gonna do it <laughs> anyways like besides all all costs and and she had to sacrifice and she had to endure such an extreme amount of pain to mm-hmm. become this person that she this character that she was so mm-hmm. yeah I'd like to be friends with that here you know thinking back to what you said about your mother does, does she remind you of your mother and that's like too personal but that was I wasn't even thinking about that but yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah my mother had to go through also such a lot especially also with her um, she would hate me if I spoke too much about her so I'm not gonna say too much love you mom uh but uh yeah so she had to go through a lot also with her upcoming and, and her life to to become the woman that she is and especially raising us four men now, you know, so, uh, scattered all over the world and like doing their own thing. So yeah, hats off, hats off to men and female of those characters. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I like about her too. You know, um, <laughs> she's, she's a contentious character. I think a lot of people um, are put off by, I think a lot of like selfish aspects of her character. But yeah, she's that she's determined and she knows what she wants and she's gonna get it. <laughs> yes. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. I also like independent characters. Um so if you could be another character, let's say you're not Tolbert, who would else would you want to be? Whew. I'd like to be Henry Cavill. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um were you I I'm assuming you're not like uh <laughs> when I put this on Reddit. And I asked people, like, okay, what questions would you ask? Somebody, <laughs> the people's behavior with Henry Cavill is a little r- ridiculous, in my opinion. So someone wrote this, like, long, inappropriate question about Henry Cavill. I'm like, I'm not asking that question. <laughs> I thought I, I read it aloud with Daniel, and that's it. But anyway, I'm assuming you were not one of those people who's like, oh, my God, Henry Cavill, I have to think now. <laughs> <laughs> I was exactly one of those people. No, <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, you yeah, know, it was First time meeting him, I, I met him and his dog, Cal. Cal, oh, yes. who he named after his character in uh, Superman, Cal, <laughs> which uh, was great, you know, because I, I love dogs. So mm-hmm. I 
paid more attention to this one. Um, in Bulgaria, I have a, I have a dog. Yes, her name is Pretty. Uh, she's a border collie. Um, obviously, flying back and forth for work and being here most of the time, so she's with uh, family in Bulgaria, mm. and um, she's on a, I'd say like in a very good, good. She's being taken care of. And yeah. She has, uh, Tara, Casper, and Daenerys. Has, yeah, three other dogs that she's hanging out with. She's part of like a gang now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was meant to fly back to see her and to see family um, this weekend, actually. But since my positive result yesterday, I cannot. <laughs> so I'll fly back hopefully during uh, Passover, Pesach in uh, April. <laughs> but um, uh, yes, so so back to um, fainting over Henry Cavill. I mean, obviously, <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> um no but he was he's great great champ and it's very good good to work with him because he he's such um dedicated actor as well especially when it comes to action stuff mm-hmm. like he loves doing his own thing and he, even though he has like a stunt double which a lot of a lot of actors and actresses have and sometimes a lot of actors don't like to admit that they have but he's not one of them Mm-hmm. Um, but he does perform a lot of his own things and he, he comes to work and he puts in the hours and he puts in the sweat with the team. So he's really part of like the stunt team as well mm-hmm. as also being like the lead number one. So hats off to him. Huge, huge respect for that. Um, yeah. So who, so who would you play? You could be any other character. I'd say young Vesemir. Okay. Yeah. Younger version of Vesemir. I think that'd be a very cool, cool role. Um, obviously mature Vestimir Kim did a fantastic job and like I, I love him also his personality is so different from Vestimir uh, I thought I saw some interviews with Kim and he seems like he's laughing all the time all the time yeah. <laughs> he's the loudest guy on stuff <laughs> like you could hear him like laughing from the other part <laughs> of town <laughs> Uh, it was so cool. It was so cool just seeing him and being with him being uh, on set with us and involved. Um, yeah, that was such a great opportunity. And he's he's also a Jewish fellow. And we had lots of uh, chats about Israel and our tribe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I love him. He's now in Bulgaria, actually, filming, filming, uh, uh, working there at the, t- at, at the moment. So when I go to Bulgaria, hopefully I'll get a chance to meet up with him there. Nice. Sounds like Bulgaria is the place to be. <laughs> Great place. <laughs> you know, I've been since um, my husband, Yoel, is from, is from Holland. So I've been to Europe, um, but mainly Western Europe. And I, my family is from Eastern Europe. Like my, um, my grandparents, my grandparents, Hungary, Romania, yes. Poland, Ukraine. So I wanted to go there. Then I was like, I was here and I didn't realize how far away Eastern Europe was from like, let's say France and Germany where I was. So okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, right now it's, it's a very popular place for uh, ski resorts. Mm-hmm. It's sunny, you still have the snow up there in the mountains, uh, which would, would have been fantastic this weekend to go and try out. But hopefully, uh, when I'm yeah, April, let's see, let's see if I get a chance to ski this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So young Vesemir, and I guess you know I haven't asked um, the other. Witcher is this, but what do you think of the the story of the Witcher? Like, what stands out to you as the the most important theme or the thing that you like the most about it? I love the story of um, uh, the, these these kids, you know, who get selected to 
to become like these trial, like trial and fails. Not everybody survived like the, the process of becoming a witcher. And to be one of those lucky few who survived this little uh, torture experiment to become this mm. human monster, I guess. Uh, and, and, and in order, and uh, like why I was created, yeah, why Talbert or Geralt was created was to hunt down these monsters uh, of the night which I find so cool because it's kind of like you're building a soldier to, mm. to fight this one-on-one war to, for, the, for the greater good of your people, which are not really your people anymore because you're a witcher <clears throat> and you're fighting to protect humans. And they um, reject you and malign you. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I like that idea of you're, you're being created for a reason and, and that reason is a is more than you because mm-hmm. like the idea behind it is to to fight for the greater good mm-hmm. the greater good is to yes hunt down these monsters and to kill in order to save a life who mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know which is like the, the idea of serving in the military you're fighting and you're protecting your country mm-hmm. you don't know everybody who lives in the country but yeah. you're you're protecting that idea ideal you know that love mm-hmm. for your people is that what also appealed to you about action movies because i think that's a theme that's present like good against evil kind of thing yes you could say that even though i was more drawn to villains and oh yeah <laughs> so i found them so much more uh fun but um <laughs> uh, yeah you could say you could say that yes <laughs> definitely but now like seeing that and working on season one and two what happened to like the witcher because he's being now hunted down by his own mm. and he's still like taking jobs and hits for coin yes like he's he's working as a as a hitman basically back mm. in the day and he or an assassin and he mm. takes hits or takes a well, what's the word you take a not an assignment but you take um a, a job i guess you take a yeah. job for, for money mm. <laughs> um so I think that's a story also that we would like to, to see and hopefully we'll see in the next uh, seasons, like where that changed, where like the, the, the Witcher was created to hunt down these monsters for coin, but where did it change where the humans uh, go against Geralt? Do you remember at the end of uh, season one, where he had to fight um, a, bunch, a bunch of his people in his own, in his own village? So. You mean in Blaviken? Blaviken, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Huh. Is there a particular storyline that you're most intrigued by in in like the let's say season two or season one? Like I have a particular set of characters and that I, you know I like to see them interact. Do you have that like a particular story that you're interested or a set of characters that you really enjoy seeing? I would like to know about yours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mine is um well. I am. I was very intrigued by Kahir and Yennefer's scenes together um, because I felt like there was. <laughs> I, I, I know it's a little uh, Witcher heresy to say this, but they, I feel like they a little bit have more chemistry than like Yen and, and Geralt because they're very similar. Geralt is a very good guy. Yennefer <laughs> is is a little uh, self absorbed, and Kahir is, is also like that. I think they're both like short tempered. They're both uh, a little maybe a little selfish. 
not the like most kind, generous people. And Gabriel is like extremely good and always trying to help people, just very um, like modest and humble and like doing things for others. So I, I like their dynamic together. I like their their banter back and forth. I like that they were very honest with each other because they're both um, <laughs> no holds barred. They're just being very rude to each other all the time. And my favorite scene actually in, in all of Witcher 1 and 2 was that scene when they come out of the sewer and Yennefer is crying. She's like, what's the point of it all? And, you know, you have love and then it's a wish and then you have power and it slips out of your hands. And, and Gahir goes to her. He's like, you were amazing at Sodden. And I'm like, yes, she burnt all of your soldiers at Sodden. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But also, I love that kind of like emotional outbreak. And um, I like characters with trauma, for better or for worse. That's, that's the kind of person <laughs> I like it. I find it very intriguing and I'm curious. They both, obviously, we know Yen does, and I don't know about Kahir, but he strikes me as someone who does. Um, so I'm very curious to see if they'll, like, meet again and if they'll have a connection, which I know they're not going to be end game. Like, I, I know I don't, there's nothing to hope for in that direction, but I, I do like them together. <laughs> okay, copy that. Noted. And I didn't think of them, too, actually, as, a, as more of a, yeah, more of like a friendship relationship than anything else, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe we'll see it soon. <laughs> well, I think at the very least in the friendship regard, um, like I, I hope that their time spent together will influence how they interact in the future. Like if they'll be on opposing sides, like if they'll um, have some more empathy for each other. And, you know, let's say if they're on sides where like they have to kill each other, but like, oh, no, let's not do it because, you know, we want to spend time in the sewer together. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah sure <laughs> can't, I can't uh yeah feel like I'm, I don't want to slip anything else out so yes, that's fine. yeah <laughs> yeah I do know I know the tv show is not necessarily going to follow the books 100% I do know like I try to avoid spoilers but because I like you know read people's discussions about it I have been a little bit spoiled about something in the future so I like in this that relates to this so I kind of know that but I'm like I'm trying to <laughs> Forget that I, that I ever saw it. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying not to be the, uh, a, a Tom Holland, uh, <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess now, um, oh, I do have one last question about The Witcher before we get to questions about, about you and like what motivates you. Uh, I remember you wrote on Instagram that you walked for two hours in the rain to get to set. What was, what was that about? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. That was, um, so. Again, it was around the time of uh, Corona. Mm -hmm. So, and we were shooting out in Arborfield, Arborfield Studios, which is like in the countryside, mm -hmm. which I'd say is about close to two and a half, three hours out of London by train and transport. And so I rented a place in the neighborhood there and I stayed out there for, for the time being. And they had no buses <laughs> out there. The taxis were not working because of Corona. The, they had no Ubers mm -hmm. and the whole team for the transport got sick. <laughs> so I was literally like, if you have your own car, which I couldn't rent out because I didn't have a license here for the UK. Mm -hmm. um, so either rent your own car or come in with a cast member. Fantastic. I'll come in with uh, one of my, one of my guys, but no, they're not allowing people, two people in a car. Oh my God. So I'm literally like, what do I do? <laughs> so I walked. And I walked from my Airbnb uh, from the hotel in the area all the way to, to, to set almost every morning. 
And then on the oh. way back, almost every night. How how long was it each way? I'd say almost like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours if I want to take my time. Oh um, my goodness. After like how many how long were your days? Like how many like hours were you on set for? Like ten. I was hardly sleeping at that time. Cause I yeah, because it was like ten hour days <laughs> and walking back and then walking two. So I maybe had average of like three, four hours of sleep. Uh, next time sleeping bag at the set. <laughs> yeah why not go back to my military roots but you can't do that because it rained here constantly oh well England right yeah <laughs> so in my mornings like I had to yeah walk in the rain pretty much and get to my trailer soaked oh, so nice. always had a, a spare of clothes to to change oh. into <laughs> that reminds me when when I was um and we lived in Memphis, Tennessee for, for five years. And I didn't have a license until I was 27. So not until we moved to New Jersey, not until I had to go to school and I knew I couldn't make it, you know, with timing. So I had a bike, we had bikes and we, we biked everywhere. So I would bike to college and I, I first would bike my kids to the babysitter on this. Actually, you might know, it's a Taga bike made by an Israeli guy who lived in Amsterdam. So it's a bike that could hold babies and it converted into a stroller. Anyway, so it was a really cool bike. So I biked my kids to the babysitter and I took my regular bike to college and it's Memphis and it's like a hundred degrees and super humid. So I would bike in like whatever t-shirts and I would get to school all sweaty. And then I would just go to the bathroom and take paper towels and soap and like wash myself down and change into like a nicer outfit. Okay, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know the feeling. Yeah. But um, it didn't take two hours. <laughs> that's, that's a no, bike would have been smart actually thinking back now why the hell did i just get a bike well yeah i i would say next time but hopefully you don't have to do that again no 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 more no more that was a good, a good experience a good uh, learning opportunity but now hopefully we're we're back and in a gooder better gooder than a more a better position so mm-hmm. i don't have to do that but i, I still go an hour earlier to set because oh, yeah, i work Oh, to work out at that. Okay. Okay. Hour early every morning and I leave with everybody at the same time. <laughs> Were there, I guess, last question on, on the Witcher part, any other stories that are interesting or funny that you want to, that you have to share? <laughs> um, I'd say lenses was the best part of the part, part of the gig. <laughs> Those okay. Contact lenses. Um, well, actually I, I met uh, Victoria again, who, as I said, was a very dear friend of mine. And uh, it was my first time ever putting mm-hmm. contact lenses. Yeah, I have lenses, so. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> and, and now thinking back, Adam, Adam Horton, who um, gave me this amazing opportunity, he, his one request was, uh, do you have a problem with contact lens? Mm-hmm. And this was before I knew about Tallbird or Witcher or the whole thing. And I was like, I, I, I personally, yeah, I did. <laughs> but I told him no. <laughs> uh, because have you ever worn lenses before? Never. Never, never, never. I had uh, I had glasses growing up, but I did um, uh, LASIK yeah. uh, surgery, and so uh, yeah, I never put lenses in or touched my eye in any funny way. So um, as soon as he asked me that question, I was like, "Yeah, no, no, no worries, not 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 a problem at all. Like I got this easy." So he was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so immediately after I hang up the phone, I'm like how do you put contact lenses? I just ask you. <laughs> and I just started watching videos of how to put contact lenses. And I'm like, I should probably practice this. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't practice until yeah. I got to that. 
And thankfully, Victoria, it was a lifesaver. They, the contact lens department, who are professionals in touching eyes, yeah. they were the ones who put the contacts because they didn't trust the cast. Oh, really? Obviously. But I never did it. <laughs> I'd be dropping it everywhere. So yeah, just leaned me back every morning and she, she put the drops and she really put it in so gently, so nice for like, couldn't even feel it. So That's funny. yeah, that, that was, that was, that was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could like, I pop them in and out all the time. So like, you're a pro I'd let you do my lenses. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess now it's just some questions um, about you and you know, what motivates you and stuff. So um what drives you? What when you wake up in the morning? Like, what are you thinking about? What are, what's your overarching goal? Wow, motivates you. Um, uh, health. <laughs> health <laughs> is my number one thing. Healthy and happy. It's healthy and happy come have to come together. Um, I, I I try to to find roles. I try to find work that also like allows me to. Uh, use my physicality and to, to be in shape i guess and, and it allows me to stay healthy um like hats off to christian bale who takes these roles where like he drops weights yeah. or he weights i'm like wow that's that's sacrifice right then and there which is mm-hmm. respect because it's not only it's not the challenge of stop to stop eating or to eat more there's that mental aspect that you know mm-hmm. that you have to stop doing something that i've been doing fitness or training almost my entire life and for, for a role for, for something that I love doing you know because I love mm-hmm. also the industry that that mental switch that you have to do I think is so challenging and mm-hmm. so difficult but um you probably feel like you're destroying your body also yeah yes 100% <laughs> I once did like a, an ice cream challenge where I was like let me see <laughs> how long I could eat just ice cream for and I lasted a day and a half because it was like, I was so sick and nauseous by the end of, by after a day and a half, I, like I couldn't, I went back to real food. <laughs> oh, good. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. Like I thought like, you know, what's so bad about eating ice cream? <laughs> I couldn't, I was literally like sick in bed, um, like after the day and a half because, because of that, which is weird. Like <laughs> that's, that's, wow. that's a day and a half, only a day and a, only a day and right. a half. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yes, your body, your body is your temple, you know, and mm-hmm. you have to take care of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so saying that, if I ever do get a role where I have to like change my physicality or anything, which um, I think I'll, I will accept um, with uh, certain conditions. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, definitely, you know, we, we love what we do, so so we'll go for it. But what motivates me to to continue? Um, just just working just just to, to be involved in this in this industry and to be involved with these great people that i get to meet every day and uh majority of the people who i get to call you know actually friends and family those who i consider family there's, there's a very small like close circle which i'm very blessed uh, mm. to, to have that yeah um, very important yes that's the test Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. No, no, please. <laughs> I guess my next question was going to be, um, what gives you joy? Which I think, you know, you start, you're talking about that. But I guess besides for, for working, <laughs> what else, what other other things or things that bring you joy? 
Um, so with uh, also uh, working, I, I'm also, as I said, mentioned earlier, I'm a, f- a certified instructor, fitness and health health instructor, and IKMF instructor for Krav Maga. So that definitely gives me joy when I am capable or am I allow to teach or to give more parts of me um, to to a person who's uh, in need. If uh, if it's a woman who needs uh, self-defense uh, mm. classes you know to try and to just she's not going to be an mma fighter that's for sure mm. but she'll know at least the basic things of like how to defend herself mm. and um same goes for men of course i have the men clients as well which i enjoy um training and uh, helping in that uh, aspect and that part of their lives as well so uh, yeah ultimate goal is to live in a, a peaceful world where mm. we don't have any uh either terrorist attacks or just attacks in general. And uh, if I can help get that world even as close to that area where people at least feel safe walking the streets, then I'm happy. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. I I grew up with um, only brothers and I was the oldest. So we used to fight a lot physically. So I think a lot of things that women have where they're scared of men, like I don't have it because I think because I grew up always beating my brothers. So like I didn't grow up with this concept that men are scary. Like whatever, I just fight them and I win, you know, <laughs> oh, a little bully. So I'm kidding. I, was, I was a little bit of a bully and I apologize <laughs> to my brothers afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I was a very bossy older sister. How many brothers do you have? I have, I now have four brothers. I grew up with two. So I'm 32. The next one's 31. The next one's 30. <laughs> so we were all very close in age. And then yeah. the next one is 20. One second. I was nine when he was born. I'm three, so he's 23, I think. Okay. Um, and he actually just made Aliyah to Israel. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah, he lives in Nevedania. Okay. Very yep. cool. Did and the next one is 11. I have a little, tiny little brother who is same age as my kids, basically. My daughter's 10 and my son's nine. So he plays with my kids and he's like annoyed that I boss him around. He's like, you're not my mother. I'm like, okay, but I am like 22 years older than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They have a brother who's at the age, same age as yours. Son? Kids? Uh, yeah. My mother was pregnant at my wedding without knowing it. And the next brother's wedding with knowing it. <laughs> well, well, mazel tov. Well done. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the brother after me actually went to the Marines. So he def- he got a lot more physical stuff in his life. <laughs> yeah. My my eldest brother was a Marine as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Huh. Yes. Yeah, so you guys are all, I mean, I don't know, all, but two of you at least are, you know, into yes. that nice and physical stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, three. Um, one of them did come back to Israel and he was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, yeah but because my brothers were not uh, born in israel so mm. they didn't have the the need uh, mm. wasn't required for them to serve right but um two of us yes volunteers so i went into combat and my other brother went into the navy mm. and uh <clears throat> sorry my eldest brother went to the usmc the u.s marine corps in the states mm. and one of our one of the four uh didn't uh, serve but he had a very interesting lifestyle he was a, a musician he had a band he had a singer he was a singer and uh piano uh, player then he went into petroleum engineering oh. and then, uh, uh, that's very different like engineering versus music <laughs> yeah it's so different and uh and now he's in the real estate real estate development in germany 
<laughs> so he had a very interesting wife. Still has an interesting wife. Sure. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds like me. I switch around and do different things a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's a little bit. I mean, I know it's difficult um, because you don't build up experience. I, at least I'm finding it. You don't build up experience in any one thing. Um, so I'm finding that challenging in terms of like, you know, having a job that I think is commensurate with your, like my intelligence level, but, um, but yeah, but I, I just get bored too easily and I can't do one thing for too long. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for sticking around with this uh, interview. <laughs> okay. My, my, I, my time to spend is, is not, it's longer than an hour, <laughs> a couple of years in one field and then, then I switch. <laughs> okay. Understandable. <laughs> uh, that's another story. So um, what are the most challenging parts about what you do? I guess speaking of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> um, challenges. Um, there are, of course, there are, the, the, there are challenges. <laughs> um, walking a lot. <laughs> what was that? Walking a lot. <laughs> walking. Well, well Walk, yeah, yeah. I was just yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just once. <laughs> walking two hours, four hours, four hours a day. Um, <laughs> It's, I'd say it's not much of like challenges, but like, yeah, I, I start my days at five in the morning and I finish them at, uh, I'd say nine, nine thirty PM. So <laughs> it's a, it's a very, it's a strict, uh, lifestyle, which I have to be. Mm. Were you naturally an early riser? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I, I'm much, I love waking up like before sunrise <laughs> to get a chance to see it which I enjoyed doing <laughs> I was the opposite way around. I always stayed up until four o'clock. <laughs> then wow. I would go to sleep. But yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm old now. I have to go to sleep by 11. You're mature. I don't think I'm old, but I definitely can't go to sleep so late anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so I wouldn't say, uh, so it's not like challenging, but it's it's definitely, it's a strict lifestyle, especially especially with me because I do, uh, put myself in a lot of like strict moments and sometimes uh, that balance that I was mentioning earlier sometimes I fall more into that strict mentality mm-hmm. which kind of like um, uh, allows me to have very specific people like in my life and yeah and if you if you lose that balance if you don't have that balance which I'm learning and I'm going through this journey called life the same <laughs> as everybody else here uh, you could um not have those who are close to you for such a long time which is unfortunate if you catch my drift no i'm confused um (laughs) so like um so like i mentioned earlier who people who have like families and partners Mm -hmm. if if you find that person who has your back and it's more of a team effort and it's a a teamwork thing instead of somebody who, who is um feels like you're putting your life for them yeah. Mm. yeah um but if they but if they understand that you're doing this in order for you to build together then it's fantastic yeah but that's something that you just have to find over time and i would say look for it'll come eventually mm. but um yeah so so uh, sometimes it's a it could be like a, a solo trip mm. I, I guess especially jumping from project to project because one project is going to last a couple of weeks. The other project will last maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are days in movies, which I did a movie in uh, Bulgaria, which was just a couple of days. Uh, Toxic Avenger, hopefully, will come out with uh, Peter Dinklage. 
which was fun, extreme fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, you bounce around from project to project. And uh, again, that's not a challenging thing if you do like to travel or you love to see the world, which I do. But you want to have a partner, I guess, or in a relationship, then it could be a little bit challenging. Yeah, I can see. That. I definitely can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have a friend who, um, yeah, he he had a girl girlfriend that he broke up with, um, someone he was very serious about, and he said he couldn't spend enough time with her because he was too too devoted to his work, which I thought was a questionable decision. But you know, he knew himself, and he felt like that was that's what was that was his priority. You know, and he he wasn't himself unless he was doing that for you know x number of days, x number of hours per day. So, and he, he knew that she needed more time, which I thought was very sad, but I think it was honest and realistic. No, oh, that's good. At least, at least he was honest, honest and realistic, and he was uh, uh, open open enough to, to, to tell her this. And I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. <laughs> I apologize for your friend. Yeah, I mean, his life, his choice, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that's interesting. I hope I hope I hope you find someone who, you know, whose lifestyles are compatible, you know, that you can work it out with. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like eventually. Not worried about that. Right now I'm 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 happy and I'm I'm doing doing what needs to be done. That's good. Okay. So another question. Who are your role models? Either professionally or personally or both? Um, ha-ha. Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and it's so funny when I say Joaquin Phoenix because he's not an action character. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's his characters are amazing, and I guess like his his most action character was in a Gladiator, where he's playing uh, Julian Caesar. But um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix in the acting world, yes, one hundred percent. I just, I just love everything about him and everything that he does. Um, I'd say in, in the action world is Jason Statham. Okay. I find very, very. I, I met Jason Statham once in my life in Los Angeles. I just <laughs> when I was when I was working for uh, for Avi. Mm-hmm. Did you faint then? He, uh, sorry. <laughs> Did you faint then? No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, I didn't faint for so many celebrities. Maybe a few, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that was a, uh, I wouldn't say too funny, but um, I didn't think he knew who who I was like Avi's assistant at the time. So like, uh, like he went into an, uh, a meeting and like he he saw me from a distance because I was parking parking the car, and then um, like they they went into uh, the meeting and he saw me and he looked at me and then I was like. Hi. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he was like, he turned around. <laughs> he just closed the door. Oh. Like, oh. No acknowledgement. <laughs> I'm just like a stranger. <laughs> and then he told him inside who I was. And then he opened the door and it was like, oh, hi. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got your personal hello. <laughs> yes, I did. Which was great. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> um, yeah, so action wise, obviously, uh, you know, the classics like Jackie Chan. Bruce Lee, Jet Li, they're the, the role models of mine who I adore and I love, of course. Um, li- life-wise, I'd say Dwayne Johnson because his balance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like he has that that lifestyle balance 
and like the business balance and the film industry, which is like mm. all all in one. He's like he's killing it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he seems like a happy guy. I mean, I never really looked into him much, so but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are awesome. yours, if I may ask? Well, personally, my mother. <laughs> it's funny to say that. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, my daughter is 10 now and we're at the age where we kind of, mm, we have a little bit of our, our fighting. And I remember having that with my mother. My mother and I were very, um, very contentious for, for some of our years. And looking back at it, I realized we're very similar or very alike. And um, now I'm like, my mother's like the best person ever. Like the older I get and the more I ended up, you know, I married someone very similar to my father and I have like a very similar life trajectory to my mother. So having gone through a lot of the similar experiences that my mother has gone through, I realize what she went through and I just admire her so much. She was, um, she was just very, very strong, very responsible. She went from being like a very poetic, artistic, emotional person and having to step up to the plate and be very responsible and, you know, just kind of putting her personal dreams aside to, to do what she had to do. And I very much admire that. <laughs> and she's also like, both my parents are very, they're just kind, they're good, they're, they're intelligent, they're intellectual, they're generous, they're helpful to people. Like we always had a ton of people in our house and guests, and they're just very, very good people. So, I mean, I think that's the most important thing. 100%. 100%. All good. Well, respect to your mother. And thank <laughs> you for me for having such a wonderful person in this world with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I often think about one of the things that bothered me, you mentioned about like having the world be a a good place. So, you know, there's lots of things wrong with the world, but you have a limited sphere of influence about what you can control unless, you know, unless you're either like, let's say very rich and you can donate a lot of money or you're somehow have a lot of influence, either you're in politics or something where you actually have a lot of influence. Most people have like a very limited sphere of influence, but, and that was hard for me to accept because I want to like fix the world. But at some point I realized that, even if you just are a nice person to those around you, that makes the world a better place for the people that you come in contact with. And hopefully that spreads from there. Like if you make someone's day good, then they make the next person's day good. And they're nice to their kids and their coworkers and then like spreads. So you can make make a difference that way. Yes, that's fantastic. That's a great way of thinking of it, of course. I agree. And I'm I'm for it. (laughs) Yep. So um, some more questions. What's some of the best professional advice that you have received? professional advice that I've ever received <laughs> uh, a lot of people might not uh, uh, agree with it but have and uh, honestly I don't even agree no I'm, I'm not gonna say that one <laughs> what else um, that I ever received or what, what I could give I think I get I gave a few yeah bring a book to set right. <laughs> way to pass the time um Obviously, enjoy, love, love what you're doing. I'm trying to think. Because then again, you know, when you say like role models or you have someone who you like uh, look up to and follow up, the, the people who I was working with were more like in uh, production. All of them told me not to get into acting. Oh. <laughs> That's what they told me. What was their um, oh, Sorry? What was their reasoning for telling you that? Yeah, they were... Production was like the, the the path, I guess, where 
everybody who, who I know, like obviously Avi, Yoni, um, and, and good, good other people that, that I knew that I was working with. So uh, like what, <laughs> like what the, I, have, I have another mate who started off as an actor, mm-hmm. but then realized like it wasn't like the, I'd say the path for him because he wasn't really getting what he wanted. So he just went into accounting. So he, mm-hmm. he's still working in the industry. But uh, yeah, not as what he wanted to, I guess. Is he happy doing it? I can't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't judge. You know, it's like it's it's it was his choice. You know, so he has to go through through his life, the rest of his life, doing doing what he chose to do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's it's a big sacrifice because it's not built for everyone. And not everyone will get what they wanted. That's just, that's life. But um, I guess as long as you're enjoying the journey, then that's enough. And don't don't feel like you're entitled to anything because mm. like, nobody's entitled to anything. <laughs> and nobody owes you anything, no. really. <laughs> so just wake up in the morning, show up, do your job, and get ready to to sacrifice a lot uh, in order to get what you want. And mm-hmm. hopefully you do. I wish everybody the best of luck. So that's my advice to everyone. But the advice that I got uh, wasn't that positive. So hopefully that <laughs> you take that and run. <laughs> yeah. How about personal advice? Was there any every and and ever any personal advice that you found very instructive that still sticks with you? Um. I guess just my mother's voice. I say like, just uh, be safe, Maxie. Be happy, Maxie. <laughs> and, uh, she was. She was always like. <clears throat> she allowed us to do our own thing. She wasn't very like hands on, uh, which was, I'm very grateful for because, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of mothers they're clingy and they, they try <laughs> not to let go of their. Especially like Jewish mothers, <laughs> they they don't let go of their children and. Um, not that I wanted her to like let me go and like she didn't care about me at all. She loves us, obviously. But she allowed us to do our own thing, which I'm very, very grateful for because it allowed me to see a lot you know, of the world and obviously explore so many things. And so, so a short time, it's just 2017. This is mm-hmm. the beginning of it all. And, um, uh, and yeah, and uh, just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I was leading off with that one, but um, I guess my yeah, my mother's voice and just being being safe and being healthy and uh, just following through. <laughs> you know, one of my questions that I that I had prepared was, um, did you face any opposition from your family and you know telling you not to be an actor? But I didn't even ask it because I could tell from how you were talking that your family didn't put up opposition. At least that's what I, I think. It sounded like you know your family was like yeah sure great do whatever you want <laughs> am i am i did i read it correctly <laughs> for my mother yes 100 percent um also because also i didn't really share with her much so when i left uh, israel um she knew i was in florida but i didn't tell her like i was going to the sheriff's department so i was getting involved in like the the community um then when hurricane irma hit obviously i didn't tell her yeah i'm, I'm in a hurricane i didn't want her to worry so i was like well white like white lies, basically. You know, what she doesn't know is not going to hurt her because she knows I'm going to be safe. So, like, I don't want to 
what's the reason of like stressing her out? She's also in Israel and um, yeah, she can't see me, um, which I, I, I picked up a lot in the military as well. So she, she, I didn't tell her uh-huh. what we're doing, obviously, because why? Like just stress <laughs> somebody out for no reason. Like I want her to sleep well at night. <laughs> so I told her like I was just navigating. I'm, I'm navigating in the, in, in the forests. I'm in Jerusalem where I really wasn't. <laughs> um, what, did but, you tell her after you were done? Hundred percent, hundred percent. When I saw her, when I was sitting down face to face, I took uh, the plane. You, like you're here, you're alive. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. So when I'm when I was uh, at home, I told her everything and um, where I really was and what I really did because it wasn't important to share mm. and. Uh, yeah, knowing that I'm physically there with her and I'm talking to her and she can see me and then I'm safe and I'm and I'm well, then I could share. But uh, yeah, white lies got me through a lot. <laughs> and uh, same goes in uh, the states when I went to, especially in Los Angeles. She didn't even know like I was in Los Angeles. And um, when I told her everything that I was doing, she was like, "Wow, okay, great. So just stay safe, be healthy." <laughs> and um, uh yeah so so when i, I get to, when answer to your question so my mother was uh is very positive yeah because i'm only sharing with her when i'm sharing with her <laughs> uh but my father on the other side no he wasn't he wasn't much um of a of that type of person mm-hmm. which uh obviously you meet a lot of types of him in, the, in this industry or in any industry you know all the youngsters out there want to do anything uh, and you have a person like my father um it's just know know when to listen i guess and know when to listen and keep it in Mm -hmm. mind and know when to listen and just let it out of the other ear (laughs) and just move forward um so that happened a lot with my father and uh, i mean i love him obviously he's my father i can't change that but i can change and my time that I choose to spend with him and what I want to listen to and when mm-hmm. so yeah did it take you a while to learn that because I know as kids usually you know you idolize your parents and you know you think that everything they say is like God's word <laughs> so luckily I was the youngest of four boys mm-hmm. so I got to see it through each and every one of my brothers mm-hmm. so I picked it up very young yeah very very young mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> my, my mother, one of the things she went through, her father was mm, a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she definitely, you know, it's interesting because she didn't talk to him for like many, many years. Like I grew up, you know, I didn't have a concept of Saba. It was just my mother's father who I saw like five times. So, <laughs> um, but now, now in his old age, they talk a lot because like she said, she's like, his striot goes in one ear and out the other. And like, you know, she's... <laughs> And uh, he mellowed out, you know, now he needs them. So he's nicer. <laughs> I see. Yeah, the way, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it's okay. Hopefully everything is okay. It's as, as good as it could be, you know, like you can't change the past, but, but you can just work on with what you have now, you know, he's never going to be like this, per- this great guy, but, you know, right. one of the things my mother's good at is like accepting people as they are. <laughs> okay well that's beautiful as well that's great yeah mm-hmm. yes all right so is there like one line that kind of is your guiding philosophy to life like if you could say it's something that like epitomizes you there's like one line that's my thing uh momento mori okay 
Um, sorry. I, I mean, moment is like a moment and Mori is dead. So, so momento Mori basically means that uh, no matter what you do in your life, I mean, obviously I'm interpreting it in, in my own words. I don't know the exact like uh, one for word, but I think that's the beauty also behind it. It's philosophy. So memento mori basically means that no matter what you do in, in your lifestyle, in your life, in your days here on earth, eventually you are going to die. Mm. and you're not going to get out of this ride alive right. so <laughs> might as well make the most out of it and um yeah coming back to what you said just changing the world right just being nice to one another i think it's so easy to do it takes more muscles to 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 be angry than uh. to actually smile <laughs> so um uh, and yeah and hopefully like everybody finds what they love to do and if they're capable of doing it you know if they're if they can, then they should just go for it. Because right? yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get out of here alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a big believer in that. I was looking at um, the Instagram of um, Sabrina, who's one of the the witchers. Sorry, the witches, not the witcher. She has like orange yes. hair. Um, I forgot her name in real life, but she's like the orange haired um, witch. And yes. she said that she was. I think her dad always used to tell her, you know, why can't it be you? Like, if you look at all these people and like, you're like, oh, I want to do this. And like, they did it. Why can't it be you? You can do it. <laughs> That's true. That's hundred percent. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Very, very much a believer in that. Um, and I guess last question is what do you want to achieve um, professionally or even, or not like before you die? What do you, what do you want to get done? <laughs> <laughs> I want to work every day of my life until I can't. <laughs> That's, that's, that's my, that was my new year's resolution. Uh, I say two years, two years ago. And so far I've been very lucky. So yeah, just continue, continue, continue working and continue exploring, um, many movies, maybe TV shows and, and getting to work with some great actors that I will work with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I said that. I remember saying this with, um, Michael Fassbender because he played, uh, Stelius in the movie 300 <laughs> and I remember watching that movie and watching that scene where he's jumping on obviously Gerald Butler's uh, stunt double because he didn't step on I didn't believe I don't believe he stepped on Gerald Butler but there's a scene where Stelius played by uh, Michael Fassbender he jumps on Gerald Butler Gerald Butler's back uh, mm-hmm. playing um, you know the Spartan Spartan and uh he he jumps on his back and gets into this stab. Like he flies in the air and he stabs this uh, this uh, soldier, this Persian soldier. And seeing that part and uh, seeing that that character, I'm like, I want to work with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> and it was and it was and it happened on Kung Fury. So I was very lucky uh, about that. And then um, watching uh, Superman, obviously. I was fant- fantasizing about working with Henry Cavill. And then, boom, Witcher happened. So I've been very, very blessed to to, to, to pushing through and falling through and hoping, obviously. And hope is a big part of uh, also us being Jews. <laughs> hope. I was um, about to say, like Peter Hurtzler's line, if you will it, it is no dream, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Come on. And, uh, yeah, so so that's 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 my goal is to continue hoping, continue wishing, and working with some great people on this world, and hopefully, I, I get to uh, do it. Awesome. <laughs>
thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tacos, Anne Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Melda, Esther, and Martini people, Emily, Jane, Jen, Erin, Kay, Lily, Beth. Beckett, Daranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Teresa, Mrs. Nostaldo, Jen, Tatiana, Louisa, and Rachel. Your support is truly appreciated.